you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. What you are about to hear is real. The prophets wrote of a time when the signs of the end would be seen. This is where Bible prophecy and current events collide. This is Unsealed. Yes, my friends, welcome back. This is Unsealed, the place where indeed current events and Bible prophecy collide. I am your host, Christopher Manti, brother in the Lord Jesus, and... Um, Fellow pilgrim, traveler in this world, shalom to all. Uh, we are now in the month of August, potentially transformative period in history. And it started off with a bang, literally, didn't it? This week in Lebanon. It should uh, just remind us how precious our time is here. And if we do know the Lord, if we do know Jesus, if we are saved, that our testimony must always be our top priority. To deliver that witness, give the gospel to our neighbors. Because once this life ends, judgment comes. We'll all be judged on our works, and only if you're covered by the blood of Messiah will your sins be forgiven. We know that. As a Christian, we say it all the time, and we say it to each other, but how to say it to the lost. So once it's over, time to answer. And we know this age is not going to go quietly, right? Uh, we know there are things that will be very disruptive, and that's God's design, is it not? To disrupt our everything, shake everything that can be shaken, it says. And so that's one of the purposes that we do this podcast at all, called Unsealed, which is to reveal, if we don't know where to look for things, to uh, to see what's coming, and as we said last week, to know why things are coming, why they occur, why God would allow certain things. And that's critical if we are to be an effective witness in these days. Um, and so welcome, by the way. Welcome. Shalom to you, Matthew, and all my friends. If you're listening live, you can say so. Whoops. You could say so by turning off your notification on your phone. Um, uh, say you're there, where you're from, who you are, etc. If you're on the Spreaker app or if you're uh, listening along the, to the simulcast on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, 
uh, any of those places, just let me know that you're there. And if we have time and the inclination, we'll always answer a question or two or comment uh, if you have such things. By the way, go to unsealedpodcast.com, unsealedpodcast.com. You can find out everything you need to know and to dig deeper. Resources to donate, because this is not free to put on. Of course, it's free to consume, and that's part of our problem, isn't it, in the church? We want to consume, 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 consume. What do you have for me? What do you got for me? And by the way, make it free. (laughs) That's not very godly. Um... But go get it, okay? We've got a lot of free resources there at unsealedpodcast.com. We've got training. We've got online courses. We've got apps. We've got mission. A book. All these things that can help us. Of course, no one person has all the answers. That's clear. Duh. We are a body after all. Uh, But it will help maybe start you along the road and to grow you into the man or woman of God that he has chosen you to be and is forming you to be. And to reach your destiny, well, it's kind of the point. Grow up into maturity to the head, which is Christ. Amen? All right. So please, again, visit that. For all your links, go to unsealedpodcast.com and help us out. If you have a question, you could always email questions at unsealedpodcast.com. If you're listening through one of our multitude of um, podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts or Google or Spotify, etc. It's also a form on the website if you could fill out. All right. Praise God. So now we are on episode 18, and I felt led to talk about basically something that's all over the scriptures prophetically, which is idolatry. Idolatry. I think um, we Gentile Christians... uh, Hey, Gilbert, welcome, brother. Thank you. Tennessee, you say? Yeah, Tennessee. Boy, it's been two years since I've been there already. That's crazy. Um, yeah, so God God will, uh, he's got good records in heaven, amen? Okay, he knows exactly what's going on. He knows who's doing what. Nothing escapes his attention. He knows every single thing that every single one of us does and says and thinks. That's the Holy Spirit. He knows it all. You cannot escape from his gaze. You cannot get away with anything. No one will get away with anything. Also, no good works will be unnoticed. Your faith will not go unnoticed. And that's the most precious thing that God wants to see out of us at the end, isn't it? Our faith. That is what saves us. We believe that God poured out his grace in one who perfected and actually fulfilled the law, which is his son, because we can't. Can't be done. So idolatry is something that most, I think, believers in Jesus, especially us Gentiles, think it's somebody else's problem, don't we? Oh, it's that Old Testament thing. Oh, yeah, remember those bad children of Israel and what happened in the in at Sinai and the golden calf and 
or even all those Jews who bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar's golden statue. Or Baal worship all over the place, right? Baal, right? That's all Israel stuff. Yeah, those Israelites. But then when it comes to the church and the New Testament idolatry, you think, wait, wait, not, not me. No, no, no. That's somebody else. That's someone else. Oh, or, or uh, especially those of us non-Catholic folks who blame the Catholics. Oh, yeah, there's their idolaters there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, all those statues and stuff like that, praying to the saints and... Mary. I'm not saying that's none of that's good. Okay, maybe even it is idolatry. However, they're not the only ones. Take take the wide view. Look at when the church first began, and there were gatherings of believers in these various cities. Right? Hence, the Church of Sardis, the Church of Philadelphia, the Church of Pergamos, the Church of Corinth, the Church of Ephesus, the Church of Rome. Right? That's where we get these letters. That's where we get these Bible books. Paul's letter to the church in Galatia, the church in, you get the idea, Corinth, yada, 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 right? Where, and by the way, not just him, right? What about the Revelation? Jesus himself would write to the seven churches of Asia Minor, of Turkey, and write to them and say, tell them this, tell the church this. Not the unbelievers. Not the ones who reject me. The ones who believe in me. The church. The assembly. The holy ones. Yeah, them. Tell them this. Hey, Paul, why don't you go tell your... your buddies in these churches that you set up or that you visited. Check in on them and see how they're doing because they're not doing too well. They've got idolatry going on. The Christians. It's been a problem since the beginning. Has it gotten better since then? How in the world is that? You make that argument. You can't. The farther we've gotten from the first advent, the farther away we get from God, basically. It's neither here nor there, but God is going to bring us back. The reason why these things are stirring in the Christian world, like the acknowledgement of the Jewishness of Jesus, the Hebrewness of him, the fact that there is no other version of him, right? Or the prophetic movement. 
establishing houses of prayer all over the world that are not denominational, that are just praising God with song and prayer and intercession night and day, night and day, night and day. These are moves of God because he's trying to, well, he's, he's succeeding in those who will listen to do what he is ordering to be done. And you flee from idolatry. What The point is, why would Paul, why would John in um, his epistles, and Paul writing to even Timothy, the young church leader, or Jesus himself to the seven churches, why in the world would over and over and over and over and over and James, every, everybody, all the writers of the New Testament, I think, there's stuff about idolatry in there. He doesn't tell the unbelievers to flee from idolatry. Well, they don't know any better. They don't know the God they're worshiping, the unknown God, all that stuff. When you come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, you're supposed to stop that. But we don't, many of us. And it's not just... Now again, the, the, the farther on we go, the farther we progress in our years to the end of the age, there's a multitude of gods, okay? Thousands and thousands of gods. It's not just Yahovah, the God of the Bible, versus Baal, Baal, like in Elijah's day, or the gods of Egypt. You catch my drift? You don't have to worship another deity per se. You don't have to say, I'm worshiping a different god than the god of the Bible. I got a different god, like a Hindu or something. They're not the, they're not the only idolaters. Because the Christians themselves are being idolatrous. They're not worshiping other gods. But what does Paul say? Like, their god is their belly, etc., they're thinking about their own preservation, their own their own self. Many of you listening now are only into Bible prophecy because you want to see how, where you have to run away to. Where you have to hide out to 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 get rid of, you know, to hide from all the bad stuff that's coming on the world. That's not God. That's not the Holy Spirit. He's not telling you that. What's an idol? Literally, anything, anything that takes the place of the Father. Anything. Even your own family. Didn't Jesus say that? Did he not? You are not worthy of me. If you don't what? Hate your father and your mother. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers, sisters, yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his cross and come after me, cannot be my disciple. No, why does he say cannot? Cannot. Can't.
Not possible. That's not a disciple. Say, well, it doesn't mean actually hate your parents or your children. It really does say that. <laughs> I'm looking through various translations now. Um, hate, hateth, hate his own, hate, hate, hateth, hate his own. Uh, every major translation says hate. So it's not a translation issue. It's a Jesus issue. We don't like what he says. Love him more than anything. And by the way, it doesn't have to be just those things. He just, you know, to be honest with you, he just named those things because those are the closest to you. You take basically any person in the world... Uh, and you present, you know, their husband or wife or mother or father or children, chances are they're the ones that they love the most, the closest to them. They, they understand that. He, he knows that. And this is not a bad thing to love them. Okay, listen. He's just saying priorities. You can't follow after me if you're following them. You've got to love me more. Your own life. You can't even want to be alive more than you love me. That's what taking your cross up means. What happens on a cross? Nothing good, guys. Nothing good for your body. That is for sure. It is not a it's not a new exercise routine to take up a cross. It's to kill yourself. Not suicide, don't get me wrong. You are sacrificing your body. Denying yourself, denying yourself because you serve God. And if he permits, serve Jesus, right? Don't you? The disciple means to be his student. The student is not greater than his master. If the master sacrifices his body on a cross and doesn't fight back, why would you do anything different? You wouldn't if you were his disciple. You can do different things if you're not a disciple. Good luck. That's not that's not the way I'm going. It's not the way you should be going. So, insert something else. Most people on earth would say, yeah, well, my life is important to me, or my wife and children are most important to me, or my parents, etc. But quite honestly, you can you can insert any other word there you want. If a man does not, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his country, he cannot be my disciple. Ouch. Some of you are like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> yep, got to hate it. And hopefully your country, your quote-unquote love of country, for example, has got to be way, way, way below your love for your wife or husband or children, doesn't it? hope so. At least another human soul is uh, has has uh, possible eternal life. Countries don't. He's only called one country to live forever. It's Israel. 
Well, I, not even forever. Technically, he just wants to rule it for a thousand years, and then we're not really told after that. But no other nations are going to stand. That's very te- temporal, temporary. Goodness. And again, the, okay, whatever. No, it's your country. It's your. Uh, hobby? Um, it's your political party? Oh, no. Mm, yes. The president that you like or that you want to be in control or a preacher. Mm, yeah. My favorite pastor. My favorite author. I don't know. Movie. Anything. Anything. If you don't hate that, you cannot be my disciple. It's really, really simple. And why isn't this? I'm looking at uh, the simulcast. <laughs> Normally you get, you know, a whole bunch of likes or hearts. Or By the way, sharing is caring. Like I put in the description, sharing is caring. I don't care what you think about this episode. Just share it. Okay? That would be great. We don't know who is the one person who needs to hear this today. Maybe it's you, and you can pay me back by, or pay the Lord back by sharing it. I guess this, I should have known this wouldn't get a lot of likes or shares. Um, by the way, it could be very religious, okay, your idolatry. Mm, very religious. We're not the Pharisees, idolaters. They made an idol of the law itself. They didn't know the spirit of the law. That's nothing has changed there. You've got entire denominations of Christians who don't know why anything's written down. They just memorize stuff and are very religious about the whole thing. And what is what is what is John the the one who Jesus loved? You think he would know the heart of Jesus more than you, more than me, and he does. John the Apostle, right? What does he say about those who think they it doesn't apply to them? If you're without sin, the truth is not in you. If you say, yeah, I haven't done that. He says, you don't know the Lord at all. You're lying. Oh, idolatry is not for me. I would never. <laughs> this is this is the whole this is the whole um, drama of the mark of the beast. Idolatry. You are you're literally abandoning Jesus because you're hungry. Or you're cold and tired. Or somebody's abusing you or abusing your family. Oh, stop, stop. I'll I'll believe what you want. I'll follow who you say. That's called the great apostasy. It's idolatry. Satan wants your worship. Satan wants you to worship him. He, why is he called the God of this world? He's going to provide the things that, in this world that you like. It's all about your body. 
and your your personal wants and desires. Genesis three. I can't think of a New Testament example that leaves this out. I just can't. So when Jesus gives us the signs of the end of the age, and this is why impetus of um, this today, take heed no one deceives you. Many will come in my name. saying, I am the Messiah, deceive many. They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. You'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. There's a lot of hatred going on. Either you hate them. No. You hate in yourself loving something more than God. Then many will be offended because you're going to be hated for the name of Jesus. Many what will be offended and betray one another and hate one another? Who? Who is he talking to? The lost? This is Jesus, Matthew 24, by the way. Who's going to, who's going to betray people? Who's going to be offended? Christians will be offended. Because they'll be hated for the name of Jesus. That's when things are going to go wrong. On a massive scale. Betray one another. Hate one another. Who is the they? Again, your fellow believers will betray each other. Which one will you be? That's the question. It's an open question, friends. I know many of us, including yours truly, would read these and say, oh, well, they're going to betray me. If it's talking about other Christians, they're going to be offended. They're going to betray me. They're going to hate me. When the opposite could be true, could it not? If you have any idol, God will tear it down. Or you can tear it down before he does. Your your choice, our choice. The God of an of your country of a of a nationalism is a false idol. It's an idol that has to be torn down. Politics has to be torn down. Your love of your whatever. In my case, a big problem with the church is we love the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence more than we love the Bible. Or that we say they're on equal footing or something. That's an idol. That's an idol. If It's, it's in a different universe. It shouldn't even be in the same zip code. How dare we associate something that will die with the living God. Death and sin is not godly. 
He doesn't like it. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want you to like it. He doesn't want you to want it. We must purify ourselves. Wash your hands, you sinners. Again, talking to the church. <laughs> Isn't he? Don't be double-minded. You can't serve God and mammon. Can't serve two masters. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. The love of many believers. The love of many Christians will grow cold in the end times. Because of what? Lawlessness will be everywhere. This is not a Torah thing, either of you guys. Sorry. This is not about obeying the Old Testament law. This is talking about the lawlessness on the streets right now. You see chaos. You see that there is no respect for law and order. No respect for the border. No respect for this or that. Why should I do this if they're not doing it? That's lawlessness. The law of love is what we're supposed to follow. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul. Love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the greatest commandments. Follow those and you will do well. The love of many, some translations say the love of most, will grow cold. That's the thing. If you don't have the law of love, you're out. You're out of the kingdom. You're gone. This is why Jesus would say, I don't know you. I don't know you at all. Get away. But, 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 but. Why would they say, but, but, if they weren't believers? Why would they say, but, Lord, but, Lord? Who would call Jesus Lord except a Christian? Nobody. That's the point. When he says, get away from me, I never knew you. You did miracles in my name, but you didn't know me at all. Your love grew cold. You were offended. You betrayed your brothers and sisters. Right now, listening to this program throughout the world, wherever you are, can you honestly stand before God and say your heart is full of the fire of love, the love of God? When you watch the news, when you're with your family, with your enemies, can you say your heart is full of the love of God? I don't know. I can't answer that for you. We all have to answer for ourselves. We can't blame anyone else, and we can't piggyback or contract it out to someone else. Can we? You can't say, well, my church taught this, therefore I just believe. You can't blame me, God. All right. Let me take a short break. 
Um, and we'll be back in just a moment. This is Unsealed. Daniel the prophet was told his words are sealed until the time of the end. That time has come. All right, praise God. Ah, uh, the fun of the studio. Um, right. So we can't we can't contract it out, you guys. We can't. We can't blame somebody else. We can't say, "Well, my mother and father were good believers, so I'm good to go." Or my, yeah, my sister is really great and close with the Lord, therefore I'm fine. It doesn't work like that. We've got to put effort into this, you guys, okay? Idolatry is everywhere. Please, um, what I try to do now is, and I'm not great about it yet, maybe some of you are, I say, Lord, show me my idols. Yes, I want to be forgiven of idolatry, but I have to know what they are so I can tear them down. Join me in that, will you? Don't assume you don't have any. Assumptions are getting us in big, big trouble, church. And blowing things up with comments on YouTube or social media doesn't count with God either. Is your heart right? Are you telling the truth in love? Are you showing people Jesus? Are you not being offended? Are you putting down those things which might get in the way of serving him? You name it. I don't care if it sounds good. It doesn't mean it's from God. Lay it down. Be radical in your pursuit of Jesus. Because guess what? He was the most radical man that ever lived in his love for you. In his pursuit of you, even though we even backslide at times and we have sin that we won't give up. I don't like to give up. He's still chasing us for now. He may be found, but one day he won't. The door will shut. The kingdom will be closed. We only have this one life. Then comes the judgment. Don't blow it. It has eternal consequences. Even your life right now, don't assume you're going to live to see tomorrow. Because we don't know. Yes, hug your children tight. Yes, tell your spouse, your wife, and your husband you love them. And show it. And love a stranger. Show a non-believer 
that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. They need him. So uh, I guess we're not going to go into any deeper than that. Uh, the idolatry is in the church. It is in all the churches. I don't care what denomination you're in or a non-denominational. You think you're better than, you're too cool for school. You don't go to church. You just watch YouTube and learn there. Boy, that's a problem too. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Idolatry is all over YouTube. Um, YouTube itself is an idol. Okay? It can be. So be in fellowship with your fellow believers. Be in fellowship. Even if you're not at a local church physical building, whether it's because of COVID, whether it's because you just don't find any Bible-believing churches in your area, whether it's because you're in a persecuted nation, whether it's because you don't know any other believers, that's not an excuse anymore. The Lord had myself and Jake McCandless and other leaders establish an online church two and a half years ago just for you and for everyone because, frankly, it's coming down to it. These the ways that we're communicating right now, uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, etc., they are going away for Christians at some point. We're not going to last. The gospel is not going to be allowed. We have to have our own apps, communication tools, all right? So go to End Time Church, get it, it's free. Get it, use it, interact. But guys, trust me when I tell you, the Lord will not tolerate idols in your heart. He won't. Not in mine, not in yours, not in whatever super preacher you think is great, not the Pope, whoever, nobody, no President Trump, nobody. Idols will be thrown in the fire, and those who won't give them up are going in with them. Don't mess with the Lord on this. Idols are in our churches. Why? Look at Revelation 2 and 3. Go read them after this podcast. Why is it that every single one the Lord is rebuking? You can say, ah, maybe not Philadelphia. But even that, what? They're poor, they're destitute, but you're rich in me, he says. So they've got problems in the world, so to speak, okay? These are ones who are not in great shape by the world's standards. They're unemployed or homeless. Diseases, I don't know. Not the outward appearance is, is not what you think. And all the other churches, he's got you guys got to stop this. You got to change. You got to overcome. You've got to cut this out. Why? If just being a Christian was good enough. So seek him. Seek him. Fast. Pray. Ask him what your idols are, because most likely you've got one or more than one. And it's okay, okay? We can. God is more than able to tear it down or tell you how to tear it down. That's not the issue. The issue is that you have them and you don't realize it or you won't give them up. It's including your own family and your own flesh. If you don't hate those things, you cannot be his disciple. I cannot be his disciple. Let that sink in. Pray about it. 
reach out. This is Christopher Manti, pastor and brother in the Lord. This has been unsealed now in August of 2020 as the crazy year rolls along. Remember, Lebanon, by the way, there are many Christians in Lebanon. You know what? I mean, that's great, and we should remember those. They're our family. We should remember them. But what about the lost? Whether now they're dead or they're homeless because of some whatever the heck happened, and this thing blew up on the on the port, um, there are many souls that have been cast to hell. I'm not okay with that. You shouldn't be okay with it. God is not okay with it. He desires that none should perish, none should go to hell, but all should come to repentance. That's the message of the Old and the New Testament, back in the Torah, back in Ezekiel and the prophets, back to the New Testament time with Peter, you name it. God is not willing. He doesn't want the guilty to die. He wants them to repent and live. So present the gospel, and then they've got the choice to repent. All right? Praise the Lord. This is the Unsealed Program. Maranatha, my friends. Until next time, stay close to the Lord in the power of his might. We need the Holy Spirit. Show us our idols, God. To hear previous episodes, to obtain resources, and to support this ministry, visit unsealedpodcast.com. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved.